Hey book friends, Brett here with a quick editor's note. We recorded this episode before our first episode was published, so we weren't able to include any listener feedback, but we just wanted to offer a gigantic thank you and express our incredible and genuine gratitude for all the support everyone has shown already for this project. It was way more than we predicted, and we are forever grateful for you all. Expect more shoutouts and audience submissions in episode three, because from here on, we will be recording the episode the week before it goes live. Thanks again, and enjoy the episode. Hey, guys. Thank you uh, for joining us for our second episode. We made it. Hey, hey. <laughs> Look at us. We We're made here. it. We did it. We did it. We're doing it again. We did. We're doing two episodes. I feel already more comfortable and relaxed. It's I feel easier. like this is a safe space. I'm alive, and I'm here. <laughs> I'm only slightly nervous. No, I'm kidding. Um, anyways, thank you guys for joining us <laughs> to, uh, for our second installment of Bookends with Friends. Um, our weekly book club podcast where we're going to go over one book a month. Uh, this month we are reading Hank Green's An Absolutely Remarkable Thing, um, and this is the second bit, so we are going through chapters 7 through 11, um, which is a little bit of whoops. a... Yeah, we're a little bit of a whoops. Um, gotcha. Last week we said 7 through 12. Um, we'll, we'll tweet that out or we'll try to fix that later. Um, but anyways... It can't be undone. It can't be undone. Our sins are written in time. <laughs> That was way better. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, I'm, I'm your host, Parker Moon. I'm your co-host, Brett Irvin. And co-host, Daniel Phillips. Okay, let's yeah, jump into we'll, short stories. We'll jump into it. Um, yeah, now that, we've, now that we've repented for our sins, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's jump into some short stories. So what, what you guys got going on this week? What happened? What's um, new? So I hinted at this before we started recording, um, but my short story for the week, kind of how my week started was... Uh, we all hung out together on Saturday night. We mm. had a nice good time. We had a lot of food over at my place. And I have a dog that's a pit bull. And I woke up Sunday morning and Parker had brought over... Who? Uh, you had brought over some red velvet chocolate covered donuts mm, yeah. for the party that I don't think anyone actually ate. Which is rude. They just sat there, and then we cleaned up afterward, and I went downstairs on Sunday morning, and my dog had eaten all six oh. chocolate-covered red velvet donuts in about two minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I ended up panic-calling the emergency vet. And if you didn't know, um, most baked goods that you buy in stores are not pure cocoa. So the vet laughed at me and said everything was going to be okay. And that Aubrey would just have a weird poop later in the day. You know, can I be honest? I mean, after after I found out that your dog wasn't going to die and I was relieved, I'm just happy someone enjoyed those donuts because they were really good. And I know we had so much food there. They were cream cheese filled. They were delicious. And my dog ate all of them. Red velvet. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> easily like. I'm glad Aubrey's alive and enjoyed my like donuts. 2,000 calories that she ate. And, and we're not we're not minutes. even sure she enjoyed them. She was just she just thought I wasn't. She just ate them very fast. She ate them begrudgingly. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. They were just in front of her, so she said, "I don't want to be rude, yeah. but so I'm just gonna finish." Well, these. like everyone else was rude. She's just a good like, friend to you. Yeah. 
Thanks, Aubrey. Shout out to uh, Aubrey for listening. Yeah, that's how my week started, and it has been better since then. Um, just dealing with rainy weather and, uh, yeah, doing some working from home. That's about it. Brett, what Fine. you got? Mine wasn't ex- as exciting, and well, that was exciting in a bad or terrifying. way. Terrifying. That was yeah. Mine wasn't terrifying. I didn't kill your dog, almost. Well, there's no dog in the room right now, so uh, yes, you did. Unfortunately, I have some news for you guys. Brett doesn't have a dog. I didn't yeah. kill. I'm not a dog killer. I had a less exciting week. It was just normal, and I picked up a new book called. How heavy was it? <laughs> Stupid, <laughs> dumb. This is the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, it's called Papillon, and it's oh, yeah. about—is it about like, a butterfly? No, I don't think so. Papillon is butterfly in French. Did you just spoil the book? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, Papillon. It's about a guy that—it's actually a true story, and they made it into a really famous movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, this guy, gets put in prison in uh french guiana um it's it was a colony of french at the time france at the time because this is back in like i think it was like the 1910s or something and it's just his story of his like true story now you're gonna have a deeper understanding of it because you know that papillon's butterfly in french i hope that really like unravels the story (gasps) wait that's it oh that's beautiful just ruin your book i think so I don't want to read it anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I will but say... I, I give it zero stars. I expect our short stories will be more interesting when it's not winter and COVID-infested and raining. I don't... I, because maybe not. I only play video games anyway, even in the summer, so... Yeah. The, you won't notice the difference between now and covid <laughs> No, that is not true. I think you guys are infinitely I'm interesting, and I'm excited about Papillon, and I want to hear more about that, um, and I am excited that your dog didn't die. Too. Um, do y'all know about perseverance? Yeah. The idea of the word? The idea of perseverance. Like no. Making it through something. Um, so I think both of you guys know and probably are the same way, but I'm a big nerd about space. Um, and so fun, super exciting thing that's happening this week, and and by this week I mean tomorrow, is the um, Na- NASA is landing their next um, uh, is, is not drone. Pro, pro, oh, uh, um, on Mars? Yeah. What was... Like Rover? Rover. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Perseverance I Rover is, is landing um, in Mars. And it's really cool. So I was looking uh, looking into oh. it. And it's like... It, it, they're, they're landing in a, in a crater that's apparently like really hard to navigate. So it's a, it's a pretty risky mission as far as like entry and everything. There's a lot riding on it. But the reason they're landing there is because it looks like it could have been a place where water once was. And a big part of this mission is they're trying to figure out if any form of life has ever existed on Mars, like even billions of years ago, which is super fascinating. I'm pretty sure, like I was, I was actually watching um, a live stream today uh, with NASA and I'm pretty sure it's mostly like microbiology and or like, you know, one cell microorganism type life. Um, I don't think they're going to find any fossils of like, or or like churches or anything in space, but I still think. What about a Denny's? Ancient civilizations, a Denny's. (laughs) An Arby's. Yeah. Um, But I I thought that was really cool. And then also a fun fact about Perseverance is he has a little uh, robot helicopter attached to his belly named Ingenuity that they're going to test flight on for Mars. So he's got like a little buddy with him. 
How's oh, that's going to be interesting with like lift and stuff like that? That's, like the it, it's the first time they tested flight on Mars at all. So it, it like it might, big, just might not even work at all. Well, I'm really interested to see. I mean, if there's gravity, and I know the atmosphere. I mean, obviously, is is thick enough to hold you know yeah. it, it, it down. So I'm interested to see how lift works. Um, I'm sure. Is there like nitrogen in the air? I, I have no clue. That's have enough yeah. That's really cool. Like, uh, sorry. Yeah. But that's but all cool. that to be said, it's it's very interesting, and they got ingenuity, which is his little buddy, which I just think is cool. And yeah. I would love to read a that's book a about a rover name. on Mars. Well, did y'all know about um, uh, Opportunity was the yeah. the last one that they had, yeah. and they yeah. and they like crushed my heart when they came out with the statement that Opportunity got lost, right. and its last recording to NASA. Was I mean it's like computerized. I'm making this over dramatic, but it was like essentially like blorp? you hear something. In the back <laughs> it, it, it was it was essentially like bleep blorp. I am cold and I am sad. Oh my yeah, it, it like ripped my heart open. It was like cold and alone, can't make it back to recharge oh or whatever. My gosh. And so I, I, but like once I heard about that, I thought that about sounds like a good well, yeah, movie. Yeah, it's like Wally. Well, it is. It seems like Wally, and it seems like something that like I would love to like. Uh, you know, for there to yeah. be like a book or a movie about, yeah. but even more so, I think about the future, like probably hundreds of years. It. Yeah, like that, think of how cool that and is. Whenever, if ever, humanity is capable of terraforming or making it to yeah. Mars, for someone to find like a rescue I mean, mission for Oppie, that's like, gonna be a big, it. a big deal. That was a big plot line in The Martian. Yeah, yeah, he, I think he was a Matt Damon joke. Yeah. Dang it, Daniel. I'm pretty. His name yeah, Matt Damon. Because he did. I think he went to find either Curiosity or yeah, he found an old movie. Yeah, yeah one of yeah but anyways so that's happening tomorrow so we'll have yeah nice um something to look forward to in a week awesome. and that's my short story because go space I'll watch go space it. yeah be at work, super cool. I'll watch i love it. space perseverance all right well let's keep on persevering through this oh, bad right. recording transition, <laughs> transition master nice. um and let's hit the recap yeah so we did chapters recap <laughs> we did chapters 7 through 11 and a lot less introduction, obviously, and a lot more meat of the story. Um, I love so, story meat. Yeah, oh, God. Um, so we start off. Um, I'm, I I can't remember how it started, but right after that, in chapter seven, she's with Robin. We get a little bit more insight into Robin, mm-hmm. um, but basically they um, decide to get her a new apartment yep. above Carl. Um, they're still in Hollywood at the time, actually, yeah, yeah. because they bring the elements to Carl with mm-hmm. Miranda. Mm. Um, they offer him the Amersinium. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's how you say that. Amersinium? Amersinium. Sorry, I have the audiobook, guys, so I will probably correct pronunciation yes. every once in a while just because I <laughs> so, know. No, Brett just knows it. So, He's a scientist. I'm a smart guy. So, April. April me goes with Myrina. <laughs> to... All correct. All correct. <laughs> so April May and Miranda um, provide the elements to Carl, and then his hand pops off and scampers away. Um, which I got a really disturbing image of the hand scampering away and yeah. making little because it says it makes like a little clip clop noise. It was like a car chase scene yeah. through L.A. <laughs> um, the Adams family. They end up losing the hand. We'll kind of go into that. Go into that later. Um, they end up losing the hand. She wants to be the first on the story, like always, which leads into some more complications with things. Um, more highlights of kind of April, May fall into fame, I guess, is her disconnect with Maya finally comes crashing down where she 
ends up cutting ties with Maya. Um, Maya's out of the story for now, hope not for long. Um, but I've highlight for me kind of the chunk of the chapters is that <laughs> we get the dream. There we go. Yeah. 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 We, we get the sleepy dream, which is a infectious dream that is messing with the minds of seemingly everyone, but really just the people close to April, May right now. So it's infecting people and they don't know what the dream is, but they are assuming it is a earth co-op simulation to please Carl. And so that is kind of where we're at without further details. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, the last point that I can think of is at the very end of where we read, she meets uh, Peter Pet- Petrowicki. Petr- yeah. And he, thank you. Um, and he essentially starts this like counter revolution. He's anti Carl. He's the he's anti Carl, and yes. he thinks that these dreams are dangerous. Fear monger. Right. So and he starts to stoke fear amongst the media yes. and shows that they're instead of this being you know just discovery, now it's something where people can take sides on it. Right. I wonder and what she has Hanks. to offer her opinion because he now has an opinion, and she hasn't really had one. She's just been on the case, but now she has to defend or attack coral also she talks to someone pretty cool yeah, i was about to say yeah she <clears throat> talks to female president madam president yes, yes. Madam, madam president, president. yeah i like hank green's uh <laughs> decision yeah. with that future's yeah. female <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah um i had i've been waiting to post this thought because i thought i had no, a really cool time. I, I think that's it for recap yeah to that, not get into details of stuff right, right yeah that, that's because a good there's recap. so much to break down so we can move into discussion i mean that was yeah. quick and yep Sorry, I just had one. No, launch us into discussion. I had a cool find that I thought I would bring up. So, when at the beginning of our chapters this week, um, you know, they give the elements to Carl. Mm -hmm. His hand pops off, as we just discussed. It runs away. There's a long chase. And then he happens to run into the magic castle. Yes. That's a real thing. Um, I don't know if you guys know. It's a no. real. Well, like I, I thought, think, it was made up. No, I don't based know. Based in Hollywood. Yeah, it's like in Magic Hollywood. Castle. Like, um, I don't know if he owns it, but I know Neil Patrick Harris is a member of it. Like, huh. it's like a membership thing. And so, um, I've heard about it on like podcasts and stuff before. But you can go for like shows. But there's oh, also like very secret there's, society. There's like a members only area of just like people who are into magic and stuff like that. It's wow. really cool. Um, but I was like. I wonder. I wonder why Hank was just like chose the Magic Castle. I assume because it's in that area of where he chose to put Hollywood Carl. But I was like, why did it run into the Magic Castle? Is that just coincidence? So I looked it up and I found a tweet from November twelfth, twenty sixteen, that Hank Green put out that said, "Has anyone here ever been inside the club at the Magic Castle in Hollywood? I am doing research." Fantastic. So I thought that was super huh. cool. So. That back when he was writing this book, he was just like, I, again, we still don't know the inspiration if that's ever going to be mentioned again. You know, it's mentioned in these chapters yeah. that they're investigating the Magic Castle because, you know, when they went in there, you know, they okay. kept, they, they're really pretentious and were like, no, you can't come by. So is it is it like, is it magic shows that are done? Is it a secret society? So there's like, I think from what I know, which is very little, 
Um, so tweet at us if you know a lot about the it's Magic the, Castle. It's the Illuminati headquarters. Yeah, it's like a there, there's like a members only section of it where I don't. I think you have to have some connection to magic, obviously. Um, but also they do shows and stuff like that. Yeah, so you can go to the Magic Castle and see shows. I'm so surprised I've never heard but of this. There's also like, and that's why he mentioned in his tweet the club at the Magic Castle because uh-huh. I think maybe that's like the back portion of it. To to bank off of that, I definitely think Magic Castle is super important. Like um, some sort of connection with in, the Carl's. In the book because it says that not all of the Carl's hands ran off they just disappeared yeah. but ah. the hollywood hand ran into the magic castle yeah. and then vanished like if they're protecting it or if yeah. they have some sort of like so uh, I, I think that definitely has something to, to do with it yeah. oh that's interesting yeah. i haven't thought about the idea of maybe um other people on earth either anticipating the carls and or right. knowing more about the carls right. than april but that's a good point that does lead me to like what if what if the the magic castle is a significant part mm-hmm. and there, and this organization or, or it is like for, for the sake of the book, an organization that is somehow right. known about the coming of Carl. Right. Right. Yeah. So I thought that was just a really, even yeah, if it's yeah, just cool. like, even if it's just an Easter egg, I thought it was super cool that he like did his research and just like knew the inner work. And I'm sure someone like DM'd him and was like, yeah, I know about it. And he probably got some, cause you know, he, he had to probably ask around because it is yeah. like a members only type, not, I don't think it's, as far as I know, it's not like a weird way. Like a sex cult? That <laughs> yeah. was my other thought. Yeah, no, I think it's more just like, you know, the idea of magic. They protect the idea and the the beauty of magic, the marvel of magic. So it's just like people who like are like influential in the magic community. Oh. I know Neil Patrick Harris is connected to it because he, again, he may have been the one, he may be the one that owns it. I'm not quite sure, but I know I saw like an interview one time where he talked about it, but I know you have to have some kind of connection to magic. And sacrifice a lamb. (laughs) That's what happens in the back of the magic castle. Yeah, we don't know anyone in the magic castle, so we can, we can, can, can wait, what if this puts a target on our head? Actually, we should go to LA. Let's fly to LA so we can research We're going to go do our research. Yeah. Let's go to the magic castle. Yeah, so they, they lose the hand in the magic castle. Still haven't found it by the end of our chapters. It's still gone. Um, like you said, they're investigating Magic Castle, but then we get the Maya chapter. Yeah, rip my heart out. Which is really rough and makes it. It's a April May has flaws. Yeah, big time. Big time. You know, it, it it did a good job though of. I mean, like we said last time, you know, this is her 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 retelling the story. Also, right. I thought an interesting note is that. Um, uh. uh Robin told her that she needed to sign a book deal. So I was wondering if this is the, the book. book, like, oh, you yeah. know, if we're kind of reading it in, in, oh, as kind of like a meta way cool. of like the book that she that's writes, cool. that Robin's making it write is that's what really we cool. are reading. I like that. Um, but anyways, to that. Because she does, the way that she talks is very much your, it's retrospective, but it's in her universe yeah. retrospective. She, yeah. so she knows sense. what happens throughout the whole story. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and she, she obviously, I mean, like you said, has flaws and weaknesses, but it was good about saying, I mean, she even said, like, please note, like, you might hate me after reading this yeah. chapter, and rightfully so. And then later she, she you know, kind of talks about how, like, she didn't know how to say that she loved Maya. Yeah. And then she said, loves Maya, you know, like, corrected herself. Right. So it gives me hope for their relationship, even though we've seen, yeah. And then hinted at Maya is not done in the story. 
right with her her the, username the perletarian. yeah the perletarian because she also does cat fan art online which i think is adorable yeah. and another reason why maya is such a charming yeah, character I love maya. Um, so we get we get some maya heartbreak and some parker heartbreak right behind it parker heartbreak <laughs> that chapter directly behind it april may is kind of at a low point um she cries herself to sleep she does that's that was a really sad part because it's brought it brought it up twice how she thinks back to what she did and the mistakes and how she did it and then she just like cries in the chapter ends um but then you get kind of tossed back into the chaos with uh i believe is the president and the interview yeah the interview circuit yeah the whole interview thing madam president is cool yes um, obviously very upset because she just tampers understandably with, i know yeah i agree and i'm going to talk about peter too because i peter that's yeah. his name right yeah so Petro wiki yeah something like that i don't know it's I, that's how they pronounce it peter know. peter Whitwicky. yeah that's Played what i thought of. Oh, God. Get to the cube, <laughs> Sam. So we have our second Shia LaBeouf casting. He's, the, he's not done yet. He's he's gonna be like um, Tom Hanks in Polar Express. Oh, Sam, God. put the cube <laughs> in my chest. God, can we do a Polar Express cast? Yeah. Oh yeah. Is he in Polar Express? Have you never seen Polar Express? I've never seen Shia LaBeouf in an animated no, movie. Tom Hanks. Oh. When did we get a Tom Hanks? I said he he's said like Tom, Tom Hanks. He's like and Tom Hanks and Polar He voices like nine <laughs> characters. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait a second. Fine. Shia LaBeouf is surely in an animated oh, yeah, movie, for sure. right? Yeah. Maybe. I was right, too busy quoting 2007 Transformers. To... On three, let's name the anim- animated movie that he's in. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> Madagascar 2! Madagascar 2! <laughs> Wait, is he really? No, I don't know. Oh, I thought you like actually had that knowledge. I don't think Shia LaBeouf is in an animated movie. I think. Surely. Okay, th- we are getting way down the rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, Let's we're, bring we're us back to the, the book. Um, what do we think about Madam President? She seems cool. And in... I, like honestly, when when she was talking, I agreed with everything she said as far yeah, as like... very fair. You shouldn't have done that, testing out the elements on Carl... Um, you know, for the sake of, or, or, or on behalf of humanity, because like, I mean, if that would have gone wrong, that could have gone so wrong. And we yeah. still don't know the consequences of our it actions. still could be wrong. So I thought the president's take on it was a, you know, it was a cute talk. It was definitely endearing. And also April's so endearing whenever she talks to anybody because she doesn't care. But she also, you know, there was a level of threat behind it. Like, hey, don't do that again. Yeah. That I thought um, was warranted. April is still thinking about being the most famous person that she can. And mm-hmm. she has not moved on to the very real fact that no one actually knows what Carl is still right. like halfway through the book. And she is still on this like fame train, which I don't know. I feel like chapter 12 is going to be a breaking point well, of yeah, the fame train. We're, we're setting up for an April May downfall. I wrote um, just in my, my notes that from the chapters that it seems like april's main flaw and i was writing this you know with there's two things about it one with the maya breakup and then two when she starts talking about the tears of fame but it seems like she's searching for purpose you know with a capital p like so hard right now trying so hard to find meaning if she stops she'll realize right and and it's interesting it almost seems like she's hit this peak and she doesn't want to give it up 
and mm-hmm. she's do, she's willing to do whatever, however destructive, yeah. to try to to extend. Yeah, there's also anxiety with that too because with the dream stuff, she once she wakes up, she gets like mad at Andy, and then she realizes after Andy explains it that she's actually behind now. And that's also interesting to what you said earlier, Daniel, because it seems like her trajectory changed course a little bit because instead of, you know, the the dream um, online and when Andy was talking about it, he was like, oh, no, it's this cool thing where like humanity is being tested to see if we can cooperate. Mm -hmm. And while April to the cameras is saying that to herself and to her inner circle, she's mad that she's not the one to break the story or, or that it's no longer just their thing um that you know is giving her fame but the cool parts of all of that is we got i I think it was this chapter we got a little backstory on maya and april may with like past history stuff maya and her like drawings of like the cat Mm -hmm, drawings mm -hmm. what was the april may one it was like a dog detective yeah Yeah. april may pet detective detective. yeah I'd watch a show about That's that. That's a really cute cartoon. <laughs> Veronica Mars style. We could finally cast like. Shia LaBeouf in an animated oh TV series. Oh my god. He was in Surf's Up, by the way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm putting a limit on Shia LaBeouf talk. We get one Shia reference every episode. About surfing penguins. Yeah. I, it's a great felt, movie about surfing like penguins. I felt like I was forced to look this up, so I just... Is a good movie about penguins if you haven't seen it. But that's... Okay, we've, we've hit That's our it. Shia we've mark. Parker, stop talking about Shia LaBeouf. Okay. But yeah, April May pet detective. Um, I mean the the first this is this is just a not anything for discussion, but I like that the first passcode was fancy tulip man. <laughs> oh, a... here's a game. Can you name the code that was given? Oh, the hexadecimal code. Yeah. Um, I know there's a nine in there. But I can. I can. Remember. I think I could get close. Do like it. Eight. Did you memorize it? I tried to. I why well, like read it back a few times to try to remember it. It was like six seven six four F zero zero D four six one six nine seven. Honestly, you could say that with confidence and you would have sold me because I I didn't I don't say it with confidence, <laughs> but I know there was an F zero zero D four in the middle. Gosh, that's impressive. I can't remember things when I'm trying to remember them specifically if I've seen it like a million times, so you blow me away. Thanks. But no, the code is really cool and it's also Another reference to The Martian, because that's the only other thing I know yep. hexadecimals from. Because he does the... He does hexadecimals, yeah. yeah. And so I feel like that's a cool little like nod, probably not to The Martian, just to like to math. cool it's science. Still, and how math is cool. Yeah, math is actually really cool. I like math a lot. Yeah, it's like, a, I mean, it's. he said that's one way that computers communicate and stuff like that. Do you that. have opinions on what the hexadecimals are going to do? Because I got nothing. <laughs> so, so my my, my first thought was it, it could just be a form of communication. Mm-hmm. I don't like know. They if... just have to decode what the what the message is, right? And that's like, like the next thing maybe they have to do for the all for the Carls, yeah. right? Have y'all seen the um the movie with Amy Surf. Adams? Where, <laughs> Surf's <up>. Con- <laughs> is it called Contact? What was it called? Um, uh, Arrival. Arrival. Yes, and it, it was a big part of that is her linguistic stuff, trying That's to figure she... out how to communicate okay. with the aliens. Yeah, and this gave me big vibes of that of, mm-hmm. of them, you know, maybe not having vocal processors. We don't know how right. they communicate as a species. If Carl is 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 a species, we yeah. really don't know. But this could be their way of doing that through this dream. Um, you know, puzzle game, which I also would love to be a part of. If aliens came down and gave us 
dream yeah. level like it's, it's like a video game it's in your it's brain got, it's got like inception type vibes of like you know they you like know they create, create, you, you create the world yeah. yeah and it's like so that's why when she goes outside from the building she's like there's an arby's across the street and then there's buildings from all different eras right. so you're just like it just feels like somebody was like i'm just gonna build cool things that i want to build it's like nintendo said here's breath of the wild 2 and then now there's 1000 shrines right instead of 100 (laughs) exactly that's what the dream is yeah but you can do it with all of your friends i did love that when andy called her to wake her up she said what you want dick i was just like i just found a city and there's an arby's and that was like the most important thing to april right so speaking of the city what would be the first thing you guys did when you found the city or where would you go? What would you do? Would you just like try and do puzzles or would you just explore? Cause I think I would probably just, I like to know the scope of things. Mm-hmm. So I think I would just like find a way. It sounds like they may have not found a way to travel around it quickly, but I would have just tried to go to like the edge of it and just like see how big huh. it is. Yeah. Like, Right. Is it, is it a, is it a land mass? Does it yeah. go on infinitely? Is it like Minecraft and it's like infinite? Like it's a sandbox. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's a great question because I have a few thoughts on that. Well, to answer your question, I would go to the tallest building and then see if I could fly. Um, Ooh. And so I would be the I useless... Think the, Ar- the Arby's was the tallest building. Yeah. <laughs> I would be a useless teammate in solving puzzles. <laughs> but I'm wondering, because this would be really cool, if because they've said the city is absolutely massive, yeah. if they haven't really said... You can find each other? Yes. Yeah. Because April May fell asleep by herself. And I was wondering if you could find... Dream friends. Dream friends. Yeah. It's like like Spy Kids 3D. Yeah. Or SpongeBob. Do you think they're going to find the guy? Played by (laughs) Elijah Wood? And he's going to solve all the puzzles. (laughs) That's actually the proletarian. It's just the guy. Oh my God. What if Maya... (laughs) Is the guy. Shows up in the dream. She's Um, like the leader of the... But no, I, the dream is really cool. I wonder if you can find each other. They um, do seem based in physics. I mean, at least I guess April maybe hasn't tried to break the laws of physics in the dream. Has yeah. not said so. No, she's just but that's kind of walked normal. around. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. Do you think it's like a competition to see who can do the most puzzles? Like, like they'll yes. choose who the best or like who to communicate with uh, by I who completes the that. most puzzles. They get command of the cards. Maybe they get to sacrifice know. their hand to call. Maybe for a new hand. That's what you have to do next. Like, like <laughs> that's what the hexadecimal codes is. Like Voldemort and Wormtongue. Oh, Wormtail. God. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mixed up. Uh, parcel tongue. Parcel not parcel tongue. Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, his name is. Wormtongue. His name is Wormtongue. Yeah. Isn't uh, it? Okay. okay. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. So, any any other points of discussion? Where would, what, you, where would you? What would you do? What would I do? You, you know, so I am absolute shit at uh, puzzle games. So I was thinking about that when I was you reading would... these chapters because, like, puzzle games, like, I, you know, there's a bunch of like indie games on the Switch that I think like look really cool yeah. that I, that would infuriate me to no end because I get stuck on a puzzle and then I'm like, oh, I gotta look up on Maddie, you know, Wikipedia, help. right, or, or call my wife to help me. Yeah. So you know, the thing that I would do is try to find Google in this dream world Ooh. so that I could Google how to beat the puzzles because that's the only way well, I could beat puzzle games. They said there were she like private, the there was like private Discord server. Or it's a Reddit. Discord. Yeah, yeah, but they said yeah. there were like subreddits and chat servers dedicated to the dream, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I would wait for someone else to do the puzzles first, have them tell me how to do the puzzles, then proceed to do the puzzles. because but it's pointless because they're already done. I guess we don't know if they 
need to be done twice but yeah but it would still be fun that's the (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you're i don't think you're understanding how bad at puzzles i am if you give me a slide puzzle and a day to solve it you know the ones where you have to move the cubes and certain sequences i am done like we have to move the cars around in the parking lot oh like uh, no i'm rush hour yeah. Yeah, and they Parker had... falls asleep, and it's just the like little type game with the with the shapes that you have to slide yeah. into the holes. That's exactly. Like, oh, I yeah, it's like square square peg round hole. I would be stuck <laughs> for days. Carl would boot me out from the dream, like wake me up instantly. You're not included. Humanity's anymore. not worth saving, and they nuke Parker the planet. Would, Parker would just go work at the Arby's. I would <laughs> go work at. The... We have the means. Yeah. Do they have? You realize employees? you can find each other, and so just... someone's like, "Hey, what are you doing, man? Uh, I just feel like I could be a, a like just, some help. First thing I'm doing, going to that Arby's, serving uh, up people uh, some. He's just selling big cheddar jacks and red yeah. hats. Yeah. Do you like horsey sauce with that? You know you want those curly fries. Those dream curly fries, always hot. God. Mm. Um, Jesus. Well, <laughs> um, another point of discussion, um, because it's another one of my favorite parts, but she gets to have a conversation with her parents who seem super cool. They're awesome. Yeah, They're yeah, so they supportive. Seem really, really cool. Her dairy empire. Yeah. She, <laughs> Did I miss she it? said she's, at one point she said she's like the heiress to like a dairy empire or something. Just because her oh, like yeah. her farming empire, because yeah, yeah. I think her parents do dairy, and they like shafted the son a little bit because they're like, we can talk about this at the wedding. It's not just his day. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I thought that was sweet. I think that they no, were trying it's really, to. It's very like we know you. We're not going to force you to talk about it. Yeah, and I also thought it was a good, uh, you know, look into a different view of things, and I think this kind of gives different perspective or kind of introduces the idea of different perspective because her parents were the first ones to really probe in april's mind about the fear of this like honey should you be doing this and i thought that was one a very a very natural reaction for parents to have but also two i mean if you look at our current climate i just thought it was an interesting idea of like that you know sometimes the generational differences uh you know between how we approach things uh you, you know not necessarily politically but just anything um, you know, where some people can take things as like, oh, this is an exciting challenge, like April did. And then her parents are more on the side of, oh, this is, you know, uh, something we should be very cautious about and worried about right. and protective about. So, but yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought that was that was interesting because that, of course, then sets up for the big, you know, end of these chapters mm-hmm. uh, where it seems like there's going to be a, a now a division of of people who have our support. Villain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, 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 I mean, in just a very real way. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a... Sorry, go ahead. Right. I mean, we're just... You know, humanity is, is yeah. divided. There's division yeah. always. So now now there's two... You know, we've gotten past the part of the, the spectacle of it. Yeah. And now now there's going to be parties of... Right. I think there's a, her reference to uh, her mistake of giving power to his argument. I thought it was really cool because she was like... When she started speaking out against him... Talk about Peter. Yeah. Yeah. She she said, um, I've, I made a mistake here because I put credit to his theory and I created both I created both of the sides and made it into a thing. Even though before it was just like a friend, he was just like a fringe fear monger right. who was just preying on people's anxiety and paranoia. And now he gave it like it. It almost seems like it's become more political, right? Because he talked out against the president. And all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, he just seems like 
the worst. So you think Peter's going to be kind of a villain for the rest of it? That's what it feels like because he's, it seems like based on what she said about chapter 13, things are going to start to get crazy. Yeah. And there's going to be death. And it almost seems like if they finally do reach a level of talking to Carl's, his people, whoever they are, are going to be more aggressive and think that they have to fight back or something even if there may be some moment where they get carl's get provoked in some way right well it's like it's misunderstood and it's like the argument of climate change to you know a a way new level because you know it it, this shouldn't it should have never been a thing that was outside of science you know where it was you know originally this was you know scientists were studying the climate how you know everything was being affected and then it got past science and now it's very political and and people have all these different opinions and what's the best way to approach it or is it a hoax and all this right. stuff and now we have that to the scale of alien invasion yeah. which i think of course naturally like you know if if aliens invaded now would you guys automatically assume friend or foe in this mm-hmm. in this situation where would y'all be where would you would you be with, worried or with the carls i think you have to i mean there's like a natural anxiety with it being the first alien contact but like i would definitely especially if it, if it was handled the way that the carls are as of now, I would be very, like, maybe they're just here to be friendly because, you know, obviously they could just be markers for where they're going to attack or something. But I feel like that just leads into you're, fear-mongering and exactly what this guy's doing. What did you say? Because you're actually really turned on by big robots. I love, oh, especially, yeah. Especially big the high... Big Carls. Big, yeah. sexy robots. Cuddle up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely, Carl. I would initially be very much, like, you know, let's figure out, I think in all these situations, figure out what's going on first. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. don't be, don't start your aggression because clearly they have the technology to destroy you. Yeah. The Carls have already shown that they have a super advanced technology. So, because they're like hovering above the ground and none of yeah, their properties make sense. So it's like. You know, don't. Ma- I wouldn't. I would. I would. Just right. Like, don't. Don't engage. Self preservation. I would say. Let's not. Let's. Uh, let's try and be nice with them. Yeah. For me, I think they are a. At this point, because I, I can't remember timeline wise how long it's been since the Carls have arrived. A few weeks. I would say probably at least a few weeks because she's been doing a lot of yeah. talk shows. Yeah. They've been to LA um, and back. But. At this point, I would be very intimidated of the Carls, not knowing still, um, mm-hmm. to the point where Peter's character was introduced as like bad guy. But I think there is sense to be like, hey, these things are actually kind of sketchy. We don't know what's going on with them still. Sure. Um, so I think he's going to play back into the story a little bit, maybe in a good way. Peter's point to. Um... The idea of, you know, normally civilizations that hold more power or advanced technology, whenever they infiltrate civilizations that don't, it ends poorly for the the lesser civilization, the less yeah. advanced civilization. And I thought that was an interesting commentary and not necessarily wrong, but strictly human. It's also, We've, yeah, it's terrestrial. Only, That's us. Right. Like, We've only ever seen that through humanity. Yeah. You can't and, judge another species. Right. And humanity has so much flaw behind it. And so the thing that I was thinking was, you know you know, maybe, hopefully, someday, if humans ever get, you know, technologically savvy enough to 
you know explore the universe and yeah, if we, we ever find planet right like you know because we we clearly you know we screwed the pooch this time around with our world i mean we are we're currently destroying our world and species like all the time but especially during colonization time yeah with how we handled yeah. everything well, he specifically talked about americans right and how yeah. americans don't back down too well yeah, so, right. so that's the you know that's i think is really interesting about how the carls have approached it because you know, they they sent these arbiters of silence. Yeah. You know, they they essentially stand on street corners and do they're nothing. They're not even standing. They're not even affecting anything. They're right. not touching anything. Right. They they and, and yeah. also they they clearly show some sort of superiority by being materials that they don't understand. Yeah. They don't apply to the laws of gravity yeah. or physics as we know it because they're hovering. They jackhammered under them and they were still floating there. Yep. Um, they can't be moved. So they're clearly powerful to some degree. Yeah. And then they've introduced this um, potentially like puzzle-based cooperative dream sequence. And we don't know how this is going to play out. We don't know how it's going to affect. But to me, it seems like a really cool concept of an advanced civilization almost testing the limits of humanity yeah. to see, you know, are y'all worthy of, um, you know, potentially being saved and or being helped. And maybe, you know, maybe that's where the story is going is, mm. You know, maybe this advanced civilization saw humanity, saw our trajectory, realized we're destroying the planet and is intervening, but they want to give us a test first. I would like them to be like guardians of the galaxy where they know something like is, Quill. Oh, something's going to happen. They know like something's that. coming to Earth. And I so like they're that. like, let's go see if it's worth saving. I Earth. like that. Huh. Um, do you have any casting calls? Yeah, what's Brett's casting corner got for us this week? Yeah, hmm. My main one for Andy, which I was the first person I ever casted, um, is this actor named Will Poulter, who is from the... He was in the Maze Runner series. He played... I think his name was oh, Galley. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like a villain. He was in... He's the um, meme. We're the Millers. Yes. Yes, we're the Millers. Yeah, he's the one that You says, guys are getting paid. Yeah, you guys are getting paid. <laughs> he just has the look of and voice of who I think... Like he's it's a really good one. He's just like he just I he embodies Andy in my opinion. Like he just seems like he could play like the nervous friend who gets like um pulled along the way by April and and he's always like worried about doing stuff. But he just fits the role perfectly for me. So my casting for Peter, I think it this who I pictured in my head also cuz we just rewatched the show. Yeah. But I can't I can't remember his name. John but Malkovich. the Okay. Um, the conspiracy guy from Stranger Things, the bearded uh, uh, yeah, yeah, guy yeah. that is with um, Alexi. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, three. he, he kind of plays a good asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, I he kind of reminds exactly me of pictured. like Judah Friedlander from Thirty Rock a little yeah. bit. Yes. Like like crazy hair. Crazy shouldn't have hair. a following. He's not like he's very forward with his opinions. Hasn't showered in weeks. With yes, opinions. and that's exactly yeah. who I pictured for yeah. for Peter. I could see that. Um, that yeah. yeah yeah I could see that. Okay, f- the fun game then. Who's gonna die? Call um, it right now. Uh, if any of our main cast dies right now, who do we think it's gonna be? I think we might all say the same thing. Are you say so, Andy? on three. Oh. One. Two, three, Andy. Robin. Robin. Ooh, Robin. I, that, he was, he's the other one that I thought might. Madam and, and, President. Madam President, maybe. In, in a self-sacrificial way. I think Robin is, yeah. right now, still seems 
like a relatively good person. Yeah, and they're like all, fringe friends, right? But also has done so much that like seems like he's a, um, you know, sacrificial. You know, oh, he definitely has April's back this stuff. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah like he definitely Robin, looks Robin's out for. Cool. I hope yeah. he doesn't die, but I could yeah. see I could see him doing something to. He's one of the ones that I thought. That is all I have for discussion. I think we covered a pretty good bit. Cool. You guys have nothing or anything else. Yeah, just excited to see what happens next. Yeah, I think we're still we're right on the precipice of good stuff. We're we're getting precipice. We're getting to that fifty-page long chapter um, that will probably be full of everything. So, Um, moving on to authors, the authors' notes section, which is just our little section as kind of uh, showcasing the author a little bit, their interests, kind of what do they have going on in their life. Just, What's Hank got going on? Hank, what did Hank do this week? So What's Hank, Hank didn't do story? anything this week, but I did find Hank Green's official tier list for the letters in the alphabet. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. Let me break down oh Hank Green's tier in. list. We'll take some guesses after the first. Okay. okay. So we'll take a guess right now. Hank Green, triple F tier. The worst letter in the alphabet. What do you think it is? Um, X. Uh, we got X. V. Okay. The worst letter in the alphabet. And I agree with them on this. And I think you will too after you hear it. Is W. Hmm. It is a gross sounding letter. W. There are so many syllables. Is it just because of how it sounds phonetically? or Based on the rest of the tier list, w. I think so. Okay. It I is, just think it's wild that it, they're saying W. It's too many syllables for one letter. Um, moving w. on to double F here, we've got the H. I'm assuming the same way. It's a really harsh noise. And then F is yeah. Y. D tier, we got the weird ones. We got Q, X, and Z mm. for the D tier. They're exotic. I think that's a good way to put it. X bothers me because it's, it's... Xbox. You hate it. Well, well phonetically, it's X. Or it's also zzz, for like yes. xylophone. So it's, yes. it's make make up your mind, X. What are you doing? You Probably can't work the same, in both worlds. Same reason for Q, as in you can't do Q without a U. Right, so what's the point? So it's you can't use this letter unless this one's involved. Um, C tier, we have J and K. Okay. Don't know the reasoning. B tier, F, L, M, N, and S. And you read S? those... I would put S and S tier. You read those and you're like, wait a second, that fits perfectly. Those are just really soft letters. They really flow into each other. F L M. It would take me so N long to put together my own tier list. Of this. Um, moving into A tier, and these all have a uh, have a rhythm to them. You have B, yeah. C, D, D E, G, F, P, T, and V. Because it's all that. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of your plosives. I feel a lot like of your as, strong... a pod, as a podcaster, and that probably he, he would like probably torture. he would probably hate yeah. that section. I thought that would be his his F tier because it's all plosives. So they're all up. the E letters. That was a podcast except joke. Z Z is still in D tier, mm. and then you have your vowels in S tier. Or sorry, I skipped A. Sorry, he's a vowel. No, I did A. Yep, vowel is in S tier. You have the A E I O and U. And then for 
Reasons, never why. Never why. Never why. Reasons completely unknown. <laughs> R is not on the tier list. He just didn't put R in. He just didn't put R on the Maybe he list. forgot. That's a, that's as great a mystery as what the Carls are doing. Maybe he forgot the R. I don't know. So <laughs> hey, can y'all, can y'all tweet at Hank and ask him Wait, yeah, why he we, left out R? We should tweet him from the, the podcast. Well, have, let's have our <laughs> listeners, and by that I mean like the five people listening since it's episode two, blow no, up Hank Green's Twitter. The negative five people listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's Hank Green's official I, I alphabet tier list. I disagree with a lot of his tiers, what? but we can't get into that because yeah, that would take way too much maybe time. Maybe another time. Maybe another That'd day. That would be a whole episode. Maybe when we're not boring our listeners with <laughs> my tiers of letters. You got them thinking. You got them yeah. thinking. S is S tier, though. I also wanted to do a very, very, very short audiobook update. Oh, cool. Still great. Um, still no Hank, though. As we discussed oh. last week, Hank is listed as part of the reading, like the readers. And so, again, could be totally wrong. It could just be say Hank at the end saying, what's up? I'm Hank Green. Thanks for reading my book. That sounded exactly like I know. Him. I've been working on it. Um <laughs> So it could just be that, and this is all dumb, what I'm doing. But um, No, I'm interested. I, I wonder if he'll be Carl. He, I think he, he's going to be Carl. But, uh, what if like what, do you think contacts. he'll do a robot voice? I am praying. Can you, give me your, can, you, can, you, can you give me your best Carl voice right now? What do you think Carl would sound like? <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hank Green aside, what, I mean, is the audiobook good? Do you like yes. the reader? I still love it. Yeah, look it up. Also, listeners, this is a a, a quick shout out. Uh, we're not paid. This isn't a sponsorship. But um, if you can't pick up a physical copy of the book and you're having a hard time, like if you don't want to get an Audible subscription because you hate Jeff Bezos and what he's about, then you can get a library card and download yes. Libby. It's this super cool app that lets you just get e-readers and audiobooks straight to your phone from your library. So you you do have to like check it out. So there's like a queue. Um, they only have so many copies at a time. But I highly recommend Libby. It's helped me get away from Audible. And it's just a really cool um, other resource. And hey, if we could get Libby to sponsor this podcast, that'd be cool. So It's a good alternative to buying books that you might not like. Right, so, testing them out. Also, Great way to test Also, out go to your local library. Or, library card. or say you're not sure about a podcast that you're about to start listening to, and they ask you to buy a book and read it with them. You can get it for free. You can get it for free. Get a cool. library card. So you guys want to bookmark it there? Bookmark it there. Um, bookmark next it week, there. we are doing chapters 12 through 17, um, because we made an oopsie on this episode, and chapter 12 is really long, so buckle down for some uh, some content. Yeah, great. Awesome. Um, and I'm buckled in. Buckle, <laughs> buckle up. All right. Uh, so also quick uh, thanks to again Jacob Robinson for our amazing music for the intro and outro, and thanks to Maddie Moon for our artwork, our cover art for the podcast. Thank you. Um, thank you guys, and thank you to all of the listeners. Thank you so much. Please be a part of the discussion. We also made another oopsie. This has been a lot. We're learning. We're still learning. Podcast oopsies all around in episode two. Um, but we recorded episode one and two before we put them out live because we're learning the process of recording a podcast. So when I little last week, the little behind the scenes, uh, peek behind the, the curtain, uh, when I asked you all to be a part of the discussion, I really want that to happen. And it didn't happen this week, but we're not going to record the next time until uh, you can be a part of the discussion. So, so send us stuff for these next chapters. Uh, we'll read your thoughts out loud. 
we'll uh, get your input and you can be a part of the discussion with the table. So thanks, guys. Awesome. Sounds good. And remember, the real books are the, the friends, friends who made, made along, along the way. way. That's going to stick. I think that I pe- think people love it. I hate you guys. <laughs> Daniel loves it. Yeah.